Heartbreak. Heartbreak. Hot pot. And heartbreak. Heartbreak. Welcome back to the podcast. This is our 10th episode. My name's Kevin. And uh, like I said, I appreciate you being here and listening to me. Um, I hope my story is... is uh, entertaining or doing something for you. So in this episode, we're going to dive into another relationship that I had. Uh, you know, I, I don't know about, I, I just, I just feel kind of embarrassed about the whole thing. I, I, I was coming off, you know, Lori and, and I was, you know, I said before I'm clingy and, you know, needy. <laughs> and I was, I, I thought that I had found something that was the magical answer to the rest of my life, you know, my worries about why, you know, where I was going to go at 56. And, and I thought, kind of thought they were solved uh, for a second or two. So, uh, so that I've mentioned in, you know, earlier, I, I lived in the Minneapolis St. Paul area. And it turned out that a friend of mine, a, a neighbor from when the kids were really young um, from California, had also moved to the same area. Um, and she'd also suffered some tremendous loss um, more recently than I did. I, I'm not going to go into the details. I don't think I really have the right to tell her story. So I'll avoid some of the background and just tell you how badly I messed up. Um, I have a bit of a self-image that I'm a good person, that I'm somewhat attractive and really kind. And as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a giver. And you know, I, I was looking for somebody to be the receiver of, of that. Um, so Leslie and I, Leslie, uh, we reconnected after years, you know, to share our stories and our grief. Uh, we felt a bond of, of some sadness, uh, but these visits together became more frequent. I, I started to become convinced that, you know, she was my soulmate, that she could be my everything. Uh, it was pretty bold of me. <laughs> uh, she was the answer to everything I was looking for. She enjoyed my company. She was caring. She was sympathetic. She's funny. Um, we had so much fun together, you know, it was just easy and she's beautiful. She asked me point blank why I wasn't getting any dates on the dating apps. You know, she said I was handsome and I owned a business. I was funny. I was intelligent. Uh, the men she ran across on the dating apps were not in the same league, according to her. Um, getting a woman's point of view on this just went straight to my head. Uh, I was a catch. <laughs> Uh, we went to see a comedy show one night, and before the show, uh, we went for sushi. Uh, Leslie related that you know she'd started dating again. She was looking on the dating apps, you know, for her next guy. I thought about it for a while while we were having dinner, and then later in the meal, I asked her if she would date me. I was available, and I would love to date her. Uh, she looked a little uncomfortable, and then she told me that she was not looking for an LTR, a long-term relationship. She was looking for an STR. She wanted short-term relationships. I didn't grasp what that meant. I mean, how could you have a short-term relationship? Wouldn't the end of that STR be painful? I mean, it would to me, I think. Um, how do you give yourself to someone for the short term? You know, we did a lot more fun things. You know, we got over that little uncomfortable moment. We spent an afternoon on a boat on Lake Minnetonka. Uh, it was so much fun. I was really falling head over heels for this beautiful woman. <laughs> Don't ruin it, Kevin. Um, I enjoyed her company so much. It was like a lifeline that had been thrown 
me by, by the heavens. Someone really liked me, and she was amazing. We did many things together. We went to the movies. I cooked an amazing fish dinner and took it to her place, and we ate standing up in the kitchen laughing and talking. I was, I was swept away. Have I made my point yet that I was kind of falling for her? I tried to restrain myself. Uh, I sent flowers to her at work on a Sunday to brighten her day. She called to thank me for the kindness. She was, she was very touched. I swooned. Uh, I bought her little things to add to her life. I wanted to give. And like I said, I wanted someone who was excited to receive you know, my giving. I became a little bit obsessed. I started writing songs for her. I would pen very emotional piece and record it. I thanked the universe that I never sent her any of those. They would have scared her right off. You know, they were kind of embarrassing now when I hear them again. I began to convince myself that she was really kind of heavily into me. The signs were all there. Why wouldn't I be perfect for her? I discussed you know, the whole thing with my therapist, Catherine. She cautioned me to go slow. But she didn't understand. This was this was it. I was falling for her. I bought a beautiful card, one of those cards that cost you know eight bucks or something. It was a, a beautiful red heart on a red background. It opened to four blank pages. I filled them. <laughs> I started writing. I wrote that card. Then I questioned what I had written. I bought another one. I rewrote my message. I didn't like it. I bought another one. In the end, I penned a giant missive that didn't create the result I was hoping for. <laughs> I haven't seen Leslie since. Let that be a lesson to you. Uh, wake up, Kevin, I guess. She went silent for a few weeks. Then she contacted me. I wanted to go for a walk, but that never happened because of scheduling. She, she was always overscheduled. So we didn't go for a walk. I texted an apology for the card, for all those words that I'd thrown at her. She texted me back that it was a bit too much for her. She could not fit me into her life. Uh, I understood. I mean, I, I understood after I mailed it. <laughs> you know, We got on the phone. She told me that she was not ready for that amount of emotion. I knew I screwed up. It was the best thing going on in my life at the time, and I threw a hand grenade right into the center of it all. I said, we haven't seen each other since. It's been over a year and a half now. I'm such an idiot. Why do I do these things? What's going through my head? Do other people do things like this? I have no idea. I just know there's something off with me. Something I can't pinpoint. So I wrote to her, you know, just trying to clear things up. You know, Leslie, I want to apologize to you and to let you know that I've changed in the last few months. I've had several opportunities to look at myself in a new light and to overall become healthier. And I think I've taken advantage of them and have grown and I've matured. My apologies for the sudden overreach I attempted on our relationship. I've always found you wonderful and the brief times we had at dinner, at the movies, walking the dog and just hanging out were so special to me. You reintroduced me to the world of what it normal relationships and I was suddenly afraid to lose that so I put pressure on you that was not needed in your world with the request that you consider me for more of a relationship I know now that especially with the way our lives have gone the last thing either need is a relationship that is complicated and potentially damaging I know that my track record has to look like a disaster so we reconnected here with a ton of sad baggage you were still wonderful but Life was busy, and we only saw each other once. Um, 
then I had my episode with Lori. My five-year engagement ended suddenly on February 12th. I found a place to live, got moved in, and then had a psychotic break, which you know about. I thought of, I thought I'd found someone who loved me forever. It seems to be my life goal, what I want. I want to be loved, and of course, I want to love. As Jonathan Richmond says, not so much to be loved as to love. I thought I was engaged to someone who loved me and appreciated me. And she stopped all intimacy back in 2020, claiming menopause changed her whole life. But that didn't bother me because I wanted to love and be loved. I had no warning or knowledge that she had moved on so much that she now will not even speak with me. I don't understand, but it's done and I'm coping. I took a few weeks to recover, then you and I got together, walking the dog. Then we walked to dinner and we spoke. I was over the moon. It was one of, if not the best evenings I had experienced you know, living in Minnesota. You were so special and so good and so beautiful that I got swept away. I did my best to contain myself and act normally, but it was difficult. Uh, before the comedy show, I told you that I would love to be considered someone you would date. That was a big move for me, but something I thought I needed to share with you. I worry that I've caused a distance to grow between us, and I am so sorry. Like I said above, I, I'm much better now. I've become calm and much more comfortable on my own. So again, this is a long apology and an explanation that hopefully gives you a little more of who I am and what you mean to me. I love our friendship and would do almost anything for you. You're a very special person in my world. Love, Kevin. So that's the end of that story, you know. Um, like I said, Leslie and I haven't spoken or seen each other since. So the dating apps. So I was feeling so alone again. Uh, I doubled down. Uh, Hinge, Bumble, Match, <clears throat> eHarmony. There was a new Facebook dating add-on within Facebook. I was back to my days in San Diego, swiping and liking, liking and swiping. It was so painful. Then I met Randy. She was a beautiful woman who responded to one of my likes. We met at my favorite sushi place again, the one Elliot and I had visited after the hospital. I'd become something of a regular there. I, I knew the owner, much of the staff. They were my new restaurant home. Like, cheers, right? We had a fun night out with one exception. <laughs> this is me. I ordered a bottle of wine for us with dinner. Uh, but you know, She had a glass, but she never touched it. At the end of the night, she poured her glass into mine, and I finished it, the whole bottle, on a first date. Great move. Yeah, <laughs> I'm stupid sometimes. But she wanted to see me again. Uh, I told her so much about Chinese hot pot that we agreed to we agreed to go to a great local restaurant called La Pot in the University of Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis or Minnesota area. Sorry, called Dinky Town. But before that, we were going to go to an MLS match. The uh, I love soccer, and I really like the new Minnesota United soccer stadium, Allianz Field. So we went. Uh, we, we met and we went to the game and as soon as we walked in, Randy had to go to the ladies room. I turned around right then and Lori walked right by me inches away, inches. Here was this woman who rarely went out anywhere, much less a soccer match. I mean, what the hell was she doing here? Not only was she at the soccer match, but she was done up completely. She looked just amazing to me. Her long, flowing, curly red hair was just beautiful. Normally she wore it tied back in a severe bun, hiding her amazing locks of hair because she found it easier. But not today. Every inch of her look was just amazing to me. I could barely move. 
My heart was pounding. I, I walked slowly behind her, wondering if I should say something. And I, I couldn't. I couldn't figure out whether I should say hi or not. She was slowly browsing all the food offerings at the stadium. You know, we, we they were all in a row there. She completely engrossed. She was completely engrossed in the menus. It was the same exact section of the stadium where I had taken her at least five times. I, I always got seats in the same section. My mind just reeled. Was she here to see me? Randy came out of the bathroom and she joined me. I, I, I pointed at Lori, who was now about 10 feet away. I said, that's my ex-fiance. I was still kind of at a loss for words. It's a great way to win over a date by showing them that you have become incapacitated at the sight of your former love. Lori wandered off, never seeing me apparently. You know, she, she could be completely self-absorbed, you know, tunnel vision. I knew that. Randy and I went to our seats, midfield, row number two, nothing but the best. I texted Lori, I saw you, you look great. I hope all is good. The text would show up on the restraining order. True. This is a true story, by the way, a restraining order. We watched the game, but Randy caught me several times looking around the stadium seats for this vision with all the red hair, but I never saw her again. Ever. I have never seen her since and probably never will again. It was such a shock to my system. I didn't expect Randy to think too highly of me after that, but we did go for Chinese hot pot at La Pote in Dinkytown. Yes, it's called Dinkytown. Then I walked her to her car. We said goodbye. And that was it. She texted me later saying that sometimes things just don't work out. Of course. <laughs> Who would want to date someone with as much baggage as I obviously carried? I, I was not a catch. I was a disaster. I mean, I, you know, seeing Lori almost floored me, you know, and it was evident on my face. <laughs> there was no secrets there. So I still am kind of a disaster, I guess. So then the dogs arrived. My, ther my therapist, Catherine, kept telling me to get dogs. My work friends kept telling me to get dogs. I resisted, you know, because I felt like my life was too busy. And then I had a town home, you know, I, I couldn't give them so much outdoor time. You know, I didn't have a yard to let them out into. But then I ran across someone who told me about an app that connected pet owners with, you know, local caretakers, people who'd walk your dog when you couldn't, you know, people who'd care for them overnight if needed. I felt a huge door open. Uh, if this existed, I, I could get a dog. I started my search, you know, given the last four dogs that I took care of were Havanese. I started there because, you know, I love their personalities, you know, and they were less prone to health problems than pugs as they aged, and they don't shed. So uh, my search immediately located two Havanese Dachshund mixed brothers that were bonded. They cannot be apart. They were right near me, staying in Woodbury with a foster family, so I applied that night. They invited me out to visit the boys, Harbor and Jax, J-A-X. At the foster home, I rolled on the ground with these cute dogs. They were amazing. I, I passed that test mainly because I'd gotten down to their level on the ground, according to the foster family. So if you're going to adopt, you know, make a note. But the adoption process also required some references and background checks, which I passed. 
These dogs would change the trajectory of my life. You know, how could they not? Um, you know, so I, so I got the dogs. And uh, they're still a huge part of my life. So, but I still craved connection. I was still looking for someone. I connected with Nina on Hinge, another dating app. Nina, in a way, showed me how much more mature women were <laughs> with the dating apps than men, or at least me, at least more knowledgeable than me. I thought she was amazing. It's on our first date, I walked her to her car, and she turned and she kissed me. I was over the moon. It, it felt so good. It's been ages. She was wonderful, and she kissed me. We had a second date at a seafood dinner at a busy restaurant. I just loved talking to her. It was so easy, and she looked great. She kissed me again. <laughs> she kissed me. It was not something I would feel comfortable looking for. So to have a woman take charge and kiss me was amazing. We were planning a third date. We decided to go to a comedy club, you know kind of a fun thing to do and inexpensive. I asked if I could pick her up, you know, via text. No answer. I asked again if I could pick her up, you know, via text. No answer. It got to be the day of the show, and I asked again via text if I could pick her up. She answered that she would meet me there. I sat in the bar area of the comedy club. She swept in. It's lovely. She came right up to the table kind of forcefully and informed me that we were not going to move that fast. She was not going to have me to her house to pick her up for a ride. Things didn't work that way. I felt so bad immediately. I just wanted to spend more time with her. I didn't get it at the time, but now I get it. You know, Nina had been on dates using the dating apps. She understood better than me how these things worked. Again, my overreach had scared off another wonderful person. My wanting to pick her up at home meant that I would expect to be invited into her home after the night and then expectations of other activities, I guess. I didn't, but appearances are important. We had a good time that night, you know, some food and comedy. I always love a night out at a comedy club. Uh, a week later, Nina called me and said that she could not be in a relationship at this time. There was just too much going on in her personal life. And I haven't heard from her since. I think I'm attractive and fun. What am I doing wrong? Each of these experiences kind of crushed me. They showed me that I'm not ready for a relationship and that maybe there's a reason Lori dumped me. You know, maybe there is. I, jeez. <laughs> Little picture interlude to wrap up this, this episode. Do you ever time, do you ever spend time just gazing at your past through your pictures? You know, it's easier now with uh, like Google cloud you know the google photos you just scroll through your whole life sometimes i go to visit you know you travel through time i could zoom back to when dan was alive see all the pictures of the kids and all our vacations you can jump forward and see the hair salon business before the bad stuff happened dive into each of the many relationships in the near past and recall all the potential fun you know the happiness it could have been pictures are forever kind of, and can really hurt sometimes, but they are memories. So I'm going to wrap this episode up now, and uh, when we move into episode 11, we're going to talk more about COVID and the hair salons and, and the business. It's going to be a pretty good story, I think. Um, so again, thank you so much for listening. Tell a friend. You know, it's, uh, I'd love for more people to be exposed to this. And uh, thank you again. I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye-bye. Heartbreak. Heartbreak. Heartbreak.
Break. 